Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Holster. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, I've got a little, a little tip and trick for sandboxes and other games, and we'll talk about that after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. I've been a gamer for, as I said, nigh on to 40 years. Um, I've been an artist longer. I mean, I've been an actor longer, too. But I've been an artist longer as far as like pen and ink and stuff. Uh, But there is a rule, and I think you can apply this to role-playing games, especially sandboxes. There's there's one rule of thumb in uh, the art world. That's called the rule of thirds. And what it is, is you take a picture or you lay out a picture or whatever. You take a picture and put and divide it into thirds horizontally and vertically. So you have like nine squares. And the most interesting things or the most artistic or whatever, you know, the good thing, you should be able to lay it out along those lines or in the intersections of those lines. And that makes kind of a balanced picture. Okay, well, I tell to myself, why can't I use that for role-playing games? Take a map, any map, except maybe a dungeon map, uh, or an outdoor map like uh, your world campaign world or a, or a section of it or an encounter spot. Or what, what I mostly, if it's bigger, it works better, okay? I w- I'd take it down to like an area um, because... You know, you need some space to do this. It's a it's a sandbox thing. Okay. You've got your plot hooks. Okay, and you lay them out, or you try to lay them out at the beginning. Say you've got hexes, you're doing a hex crawl. And to me, I take the as far as hex crawls or point crawls or sandboxes or whatever you want to call. I take the uh, idea from Carcosa and say that each hex is big enough where it can support at least one interesting thing in the hex. And I believe Carcosa is 26 miles a hex, which means that the characters may... you You can put an interesting thing in every hex, but the characters may or may not run into it, depending on where they are. 
because as a, as a GM, you zoom in on the hex and find out, okay, where exactly is this thing? Or plot hook or whatever, or just, you know, monument or mountain or, or some man-made thing. I don't know. Anyway, so, so you have your area, you have your plot hooks. Divide it into thirds. One, two, three, uh, horizontal. One, two, three, vertical. Okay, you've got nine squares. All right. Now, to me, the interior of the square is your negative space. Like they talk about negative space in, in a piece of art. This is negative space here. It's all about it's all about layout. It's all about composition. And there's nothing wrong with composition in a role-playing game. Take your take your take your plot hooks and lay them out where the intersections are, where the two two lines intersect. And if you're only doing like one per hex, let's say take a larger area with several hexes. And you don't want to put something in every hex. And I'm just contradicting what I said before, but this is if you don't want to put something in every hex. Um, personally, I don't recommend it, but it can work, as I told you a moment ago. So lay out your plot hooks at the intersection of those squares. You'll find out how many, you know, just lay them out and then figure out, hmm, do you need more? Okay, you can lay other plot hooks along along hexes along the lines too. Because if you don't have enough of the intersection, you can lay them out on the horizontal or the vertical. And that way you have your plot hooks in certain areas, but you also have your negative space in certain areas because negative space is good. That's the travel time. That's what they have to do to, you know, to travel when they're going from one hex to another or one area to another or one point to another. In fact, a point crawl, I would lay a good portion of my points on the intersections. That doesn't mean it's going to look square and everything like that. Just lay them on like half of them. And then any other plot hooks you have, you can lay things along the lines. And that is a good composition for play. I'm not talking about visually or aesthetically. I'm talking about play. Because remember a long time, long time ago, I did a YouTube video on this, and I believe I mentioned it also in uh, here in Radio Grognard about the rosy, the rosy compass, the rosy way to lay things out. And that was the idea of you got north, south, east, and west, and you got northwest, southwest, northeast, southeast, and you can lay things out in the four corners, and then the ones in between, you can kind of make a melange of what's going on in there. But that also gives you empty space for them to work through and travel through. This is area that they just like, okay, you're going through here, you're going through here. And it gives you a chance if you want to do random encounters, perfect place to do random encounters. Okay. And if you're real good, you make the random encounters kind of work into what they're heading towards. If you know what I mean. So You've got your you've got your intersections, you've got your lines, you've got your plot hooks. That lays it out real well. Take it in a can if you take it in a campaign setting, say your whole campaign world, then you can lay more stuff out along the lines. 
And like I said, and then you go through and edit it. What you do is I would lay something along every intersection and a few things about half the lines. And then I would go through, through and look at it. Look at it. And I said, hmm, okay. Well, okay, this area's already got something that I put in there previously or some kind of feature that they know about or this town is here or whatever. So I will either place a plot hook there or take it out. If you already got something going on, I'd take the plot hook out. Because if that's a major part of something, or you can take the plot hook and drill down a bit into the world, into the, the campaign world, and say, okay, what's going on here? Okay, how does this work out with what I'm doing? How does this work out with what they're heading towards or what they want to do? Because remember, they're the ones calling the shots. They're the ones saying, okay, we want to go this way. We want to do this thing. Okay? So you've got to let them, you know, give their give them their head. You know, let them let them go. And see which thing they they wander towards, which I find fascinating. I don't know why, but when they're doing, okay, we want to go this way, you see what's over there that way. Ooh, that's going to look interesting. Okay, you go over here and X, Y, and Z happens. And you may do a little foreshadowing on that, maybe a certain encounter, because remember, encounters don't always have to be combat. A certain encounter with a certain NPC that would give them information about where they're going, or maybe they're refugees for something bad that happened there, and they can give you information, what they're heading into, or other things like that, a mysterious rock that has something to do with it, or a piece of paper, or you know, some notch on a tree. Uh, maybe they're going to run into a few goblins. That might lead into combat, but why are the goblins here? There's no goblins around here for for dozens of miles. And what are they doing around here? That kind of thing. But that gives you something to do while you're going to the major thing that you've already set up. And that's what the rule of thirds is good for. Because to me, when when... GMs set things up. You gotta have some, I gotta have a rule of thumb to go by, and that's a real good rule of thumb. There's another one for you. So take that, go forth, do likewise, and sin no more. I guess I don't know. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. If you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you two can help support this program. I would thank you. Single donations, my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people. They give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soros, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much, guys. For other good podcasts, Dan Gregg does the Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognard podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps podcast. Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep podcast. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest podcast. Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tankard's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>